Hello everybody and uh, welcome to our leadership podcast. Uh, last time we um, were together, I um, spoke about the money matter and I said that this is of course a very important part for, for all kind of ministry, for all ministries. I said both in the Old Testament and the New Testament we see that the collecting of money was was a part, uh, an important part of what's going on there also. And as leaders, we, we need to handle this uh, in a good way. We need to grow also, become mature, wise and strong and balanced in all these matters. Too many leaders have fallen and lost their churches. Too many churches have collapsed also because of mistrust and because of, well, problems in this area. So this is a, also, this is a battlefield we can't afford to lose. And um, last time I spoke about a kind of bigger projects, fundraising projects about buying buildings or expensive equipments, things like that. And today uh, I want to make uh, another podcast and go a little more into our daily activities and speaks about, speak about taking up offerings. This is something that we usually do in, uh, in every service, in every meeting uh, in our church. It's done by uh, by all kind of people, uh, cell group leaders, uh, other kind of leaders, uh, youth leaders, pastors, senior pastors, and uh, many of us, we, we uh, are in some, uh, some way we are involved in this. I want to share about this and share my experience and things that I believe are important for us to do this in a right, right way. Uh, and, um, and when it comes to gathering money, um, before I say anything more s- specific, uh, it's so important that what we share comes from our heart. Uh, when we speak about this, that it reflects us. In 1 Corinthians 10, 11, uh, uh, Paul, Paul says something that, uh, uh, that, that, that I believe is very, very significant. He says that... Uh, 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 I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians of uh, 10, 11. 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 11. Uh, he says that, uh, let such a person consider this, that what we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such we will also be indeed when we are present. You can't be one person on the pulpit and another privately. You can't speak about give if you don't give yourself. You can't uh, preach principles you don't... Uh, you don't practice yourself. Uh, when we do things like this, it must be in the spirit. It must be out of truth, out of our heart. Uh, we, we must live as we speak. And um, we can't just copy what other preachers are saying. And this was very cool, so I, I say the same. The same. Uh, I don't think that's right. We must speak about the things that are natural for us, the things that we, we are living in and we feel, you know, this is something that I really, really believe. Then we will be authentic. Then we will be real also in front of the people and the people will trust us and trust the way also we lead the church when it comes to financial matters. And, um, uh, and so when it comes to ta- take up an offering, First uh, Corinthians uh, four and verse um, and verse num- uh, number six, uh, Paul told them. Uh, he told the, the believers in Corinth this very important truth. He said, "Now these things, brethren, I figuratively uh, transferred to myself and Apollos for your sake, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written." And everything that has to do with finances and the Bible comes down to to this. We must stick to the scriptures and we must stick to everything that the scriptures is saying. Um, We can't just uh, uh, 
because as leaders, often, you know, we would like big offerings. Of course, who wouldn't like that? We, we have projects and, and we have expenses in the church. But it is, it is so dangerous if, if we walk outside what the scriptures uh, are saying. If we start to tell people what is not really promised in the Bible, because this is not function. Uh, or if we start to exaggerate uh, biblical teachings, because we think that this will be to the advantage of uh, money, money gathering. All these things are traps, and too many pastors, they have walked that way. They have been preaching things that they can't really be covered uh, in, in the Bible, and people start to lose trust in their spiritual leaders. The Bible has a lot to say about finances. Uh, uh, not only uh, that we need to give, but also other things about uh, that um, uh, greed is very dangerous, that money can be a great trap, can, can ruin the, the life of man. And we need to preach everything to the people. We can't just pick what is beneficial for, for our offerings, because then we're not spiritual leaders. We become some kind of businessmen. We need to know what the Bible says about uh, uh, what is uh, good and blessed about money, what is dangerous about money, and give people a broad and a clear picture of what the Lord has to say about these areas of life. Then we are true leaders. And then I believe also the Lord will, um, uh, will, uh, will bless what we, are, what we are doing. And okay, so some points to you now. How do we take up an offering? Uh, what's the right way to, to do this? Well, let me, let me just uh, begin very clearly by saying a good offering speech is often a short offering speech. Aim at one thing, aim at one truth, one principle, and share that with the people. When we try to put in too much, people get confused and they forget the first thing we, we said uh, because uh, they need the principle from the Bible, something that, uh, 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 that, that is written there, and you share that with them, short, concise, and then they act upon this. This is always the best to do it. I have suffered my way through many, many uh, offering speeches, and I'm sure I have done this my mistake myself also. When someone speaks and 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 touch this thing and the other thing and the third thing and the fourth thing, and you wonder, well, oh, okay, well, when is this going to end? I, I was in the meeting once and and the person taking up the offering, good person, of course, but still touching this and this. And finally, the person was finished. And I believe everybody thought, hallelujah. And then they added, and then I want to say something about tithing also. And then we got the lesson about tithing. And when the offering comes, you kind of, you don't really know what am I acting upon. Why do we speak for the offering? Just to give people a principle. This is something you can act upon today. And then? We take a step back and people give what they want to give. This, I believe, is, the, is the, the best way to do it. So, so the thing is, okay, so what can we share about? What kind of principles uh, can we share with people when we take up offerings? And, uh, and what I really want to tell you in this podcast is that there is more things to say than just telling the people that what you sow, you will reap. Because in many of our churches, this has been the favorite thing that we speak about. If you give, God's going to bless you. And, um, and that is true, but that is far from the only truth that the Bible speaks about the giving. And, um, 
And uh, so this kind of teaching has kind of got the upper hand among us. Many books have been written about uh, God's blessing regarding finances and how God will bless the generous person and how God will bless the one who tithes. And all this teaching is good and it is needed. But if it can be very one-sided that every, if every time uh, a church member hears uh, from the pulpit that if I give, God's going to bless me. If I give, God's going to bless me. If I sow, I'm, I'm going to reap. And um, it becomes a little suspicious. Why do they only speak about that uh, because there are other sides also and when we take about offerings we should try to to cover many things paul has teaching about this in second corinthians the eighth and ninth uh, chapter he has a very broad teaching about giving and um, Uh, he brings up a lot of reasons that we can use also when we when we speak about offerings that we that we can use how to encourage people to give and let me just mention some of the things that Paul is uh, is bringing up because he speaks about far more things than just that God's going to bless the person who gives like in uh, in second corinthians then and the <coughs> eighth chapter and in the fourth verse uh, in the beginning of this he speaks about why they take up the offering he speaks about the ministering Uh, the ministry to the saints then in Jerusalem. There were poor people in Jerusalem and they needed help. And we can take up an offering and just give the need. We don't have to say every time that you're going to be blessed if you give. For a Christian, it should be enough to know someone is suffering and I can help that person. Amen? And then I don't need to know anything else for that to be willing to give. I don't only need to be motivated. Yeah, what about me? Will I get blessed if I give? Yeah, you will be blessed. But, but even if not, it should be enough for me to know that there is someone there. He's poor. And if I give now, he's going to have bread. Amen. I will give. When Jesus, for example, shared the, the parable of the, of the Good Samaritan and this uh, man that helped the man who had been robbed, he was laying half dead by the road. And the priest and the Levite, they passed by. And then the Samaritan came and he stopped and he helped him. Jesus didn't say anything that the Samaritan was blessed be because of this. He didn't say, oh, he had this man and then he reaped a hundredfold. Uh, maybe he, he did. Jesus just focused. He had compassion. And compassion is good. It is good to care. It is good to care about the unsaved in the world. It is good to care about the poor. It is good to care about the church. And sometimes you can just say that. And nothing else. And then take up the offering. Okay? So another thing Paul is mentioning here, a reason for giving, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 8. He speaks that the offering is testing the sincerity of your love. And what he means with this, that true love is tested. True love must be proved. If I say like this, that I love the Lord, I, I love Jesus, but if I'm not giving anything, well, the Bible says my love is not true. Uh, Jesus made it very clear. He said, he who loves me, loves me, that is the one who keeps my commandments. He said that again and again uh, in, his, in his teaching. Uh, and, uh, and, and Paul says that, well, if you say you love the Lord, so now prove it in the offering today. If you really love him, then give and, and give all of your heart to, to, to God. Uh, and that will be a proof of the sincerity of of who you are. It's the same in relationships, it's the same with my wife. If I say, 
I love you, Randy. That's the name of my beautiful wife. He said, but I, I am, I am uh, uh, stingy toward her. She says that, Matsula, I need new clothes. I say, I wouldn't need new clothes. I bought you new clothes a year ago. You used those clothes. And, and what kind of, she's, she would wonder, does he really love me? No, generosity is a proof of the love of my heart. And Paul makes a point out of this when he takes some offering. He said, now's the time for you to, to show indeed, not only in words, that you really love the Lord. So that's a principle to use. Uh, another thing Paul mentions here in 2 Corinthians 8, that's in verse 14. He speaks about that your abundance may supply their lack. He speaks about sharing with each other. He speaks about that at different times. Now you have much, they have little. And next time he said, they might have much and you may have little. And he said, in the church we share with each other. Uh, we, we share so that uh, nobody, nobody will lack the fundamental things of life. We have, we have a program in our church that we call the No One Shall Go to Bed Hungry. And, and we encourage uh, church members to, um, when they buy groceries, to buy some extra groceries uh, and bring it to the church, some sausage, some milk, some juice, some, some bread, some meat, and then they just deliver it to, to the... Uh, to the reception, and then the pastors hand it out to families who couldn't buy, couldn't afford to buy food today. What we do, we share with each other. And this is a good principle. Someone has an abundance, someone ha has little. And Paul says it's pleasant to the Lord when we, when we learn, uh, learn to, to do it uh, th that way. So that's something he's using. And then in chapter 9, in verse 6, he also speaks about he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So he does that. He says if you give little, you know you will have little blessing in your life. But if you give generously, God will bless your life also financially. So he really does that. And we can share that also with the people. But the thing is, this is not the only thing he says. It's a part of many things that he brings up regarding how to take up an offering. Okay, and then finally, uh, one more thing that, that he mentions in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 12. He says that what you give will cause a lot of thanksgiving to God. He speaks about the fruit of the giving, not only meeting the need, but, but uh, among the people of God, the testimony. Wow, they are generous in, in Corinth. And he said, this will spread in the Roman Empire and people will thank God for you. Wow, what a blessed church there, there is in Corinth. These believers, they were really generous. They were helping others. And Paul says plainly, this will cause worship to God. This will go, cause thankfulness to God for your sake. And of course, the people who will receive this help from you in Jerusalem, this material help. They will start to thank God for you and all this is pleasant to the Lord. And it is like this. When we give and we are generous, somehow this will be known in the world and, and people will, will thank God because of the help they receive or because of the Christian testimony. So, so this, I just wanted to show you that there, there are these and many other things that we can mention when we take up offering. So don't get stuck in only one thing. Don't only say God will bless you if you give a lot because this is, this is a too narrow picture of what the Bible says about giving. Okay, so these are the things that you can share. Let me just then say something more about uh, uh, how we take up an offering. I said that good offering is short and the good offering speech also, it focuses on one point and then I now mention different points that you can bring up. What more can we say about the good offering speech? A good offering speech is joyful. <laughs> 
giving is something joyful. And uh, Jesus said in 2 Corinthians, uh, no, no, sorry, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, he said, God loves a cheerful giver, a joyful giver. And I believe that uh, God doesn't only love a joyful giver. He like, also loves a joyful person who speaks about the offering. And um, uh, because uh, it is a joy to give to the Lord, and uh, and joy is is important, and when you can share about this in a positive attitude with thankfulness that that we can give to to the Lord, He has given to us. I. I can do more than collect for myself. I can do something for, I can, for the world. I can do something for people who starve, who, people who haven't heard about Jesus. This is something fantastic. And that joy should penetrate us also. When we share about this, people need, need to look at you and think, wow, this person, he is really blessed by talking about giving to, to others. And, um, and because this is the spirit of giving, this is how the spirit of the Lord is also when it comes to giving us this enormous privilege that we can do something for others. We can do something for the kingdom of God. And then I want to say something about also what we should not do when we take up the offering. And Paul, he attacks this also in his teaching in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, uh, when he uh, also in the, in the seventh verse in chapter 9, he speaks about that people should not give grudgingly or out of necessity. In other words, uh, a big offering doesn't mean it was a good offering if people gave with the wrong motive. And the aim, the reason of taking up an offering is not only that it shall be big, it is also that it should be right, that people need to understand that giving is voluntarily. God, God never says, you give or if, no, he isn't like that. God wants us to give of a cheerful heart. God wants us to give out of gener generosity. God wants us to make us good <laughs> on the inside as, as, as he is good. And sometimes we can... Of course, we can mani manipulate uh, people, maybe emotionally, uh, you know, cry or say, if you don't give, uh, God's gonna, something bad's gonna happen to you. I've heard preachers say that something bad's gonna happen to you if you don't give, give to this. This is not the spirit of God. This is the spirit of man, and it will kill the church. It will kill the joy of, of giving. People will give, but they will not give with happiness, and they might re regret afterward, and, and nothing good's gonna c come out of it. Manipulation can be kind of a funny thing. I have this, this story with my with my oldest son, Marcus, when he was just a little boy. We, um, uh, when we had, you know, sweets and candies in our home, and we had these candies that the children could have, and then we had these more expensive, specific uh, candies, uh, chocolate that was only for grown-ups, because uh, we thought that children, they wouldn't really appreciate it, and it was expensive. And, uh, and once we were together, and I, I had this expensive chocolate in, in front of me, and Marcus, he, I don't know how old he was. He was maybe about six, seven years old. And he knew this was not for him. He knew if he asked of me, I would say, no, I'll not, you know, you have your own candies. So he looked at me and looked at the candies. And I thought, now he's thinking. He's thinking about something. And then looked at me and said, Daddy, God is so pleased when we share with each other. <laughs> and he said, yeah, God is pleased. And and then was some seconds of silence, and I didn't know what to do. So I, I said, yeah, do you want something of this? And he said, yes! And he took candies, and then he left. And I thought, how did this happen? 
<laughs> and but I have to admit it was, it was a smart move. It was a smart move. God is pleased when we share with each other. And uh, but he was just a little boy. So this is just a funny story. But the thing is, why did he say that? The only thing, the reason he said that is that he wanted me to share my candies with him. He didn't think about what, what God said or the spiritual principle. He just used the scripture to soften my heart so that I would share with him. And, uh, well, it's easy to for forgive, Marcus. But as, as preachers, we need to be careful also in what we say, that, that we never cross the line, that people never feel pressed. They have to do something that they, they don't want to do, that they, that they feel, you know, that, oh, something bad's going to happen to the church or something bad's going to happen to me. Uh, as leaders, we just need to trust that, that we can share freely from the Word of God, take a step back and just trust that God will provide. He will provide. We don't need to manipulate. We don't need, need, need to push people. And we definitely don't need to complain. Promise me this. Don't stand in front of the church and complain. Oh, our finances are so bad. You are so bad givers. No, this is not God, God, God's spirit. Trust the Lord. Be joyful when you take up the offering. Encourage the people. Encourage them from what the Word of God has to say about this. And trust that God will make a way to bring in the finances needed for everything that God has called you to do. Another thing also, when we take up an offering, it, it's good often to use an illustration. You know, I told a story about Marcus now, you know, funny story. And, and, uh, and stories like that, either from the Bible or from our life, o often makes it more easy. People say, yeah, that's true. Makes it think about uh, real, real life, about uh, something that happened that... Uh, that is connected with the principle that uh, that you share. I've shared a story about uh, Marcus at times also to, to show that with God really, even if Marcus tried to manipulate me, it is true, like Marcus said, that it pleases God when we sh when we share with each other. So so uh, to to be well well prepared and um, and to, to to bring something that you have thought about beforehand, some kind of illustration, some kind of story, often makes it easier for people to understand also the principle that you want to share with them. And, and finally about how to take up an offering. Uh, when you share the principle, then also take up the offering. Don't just say, okay, amen. And then no, say, now, now is the time for giving. Uh, it's often good to give people some seconds, maybe to think a little, okay, what, what do you, wa you want to give? What do you want uh, to do today? Uh, and um, and uh, sometimes also we need to tell them how to give with all these electronical devices today. People also needing information, uh, at maybe not every Sunday, but that is from time to time if, if they can give through the telephones or give, give through, through internet. And then also every time pray. Bless the people and bless the offering. Bring it bef before the Lord. Pray together with the people and then let them give. If you, if you do it this way, I, I believe that day by day and year by year, God can also give every one of us wisdom, understanding, um, to do this in the right way. A right way that pleases God, a way that makes us a way for the finances that, that are needed in the church, in the mission, or wherever we are, we are serving, serving the Lord. And also something that will grow the faith of the people and make them feel that, 
make them feel proud of their church. Uh, this is a good place to be. Amen. This is a good place also to give my tithe and to, and, and to, to give my, my offerings because I feel the leaders are sincere. Uh, and the leaders, they, they are good examples. And the leaders, they believe themselves in the principles that they share from the pulpit. 2 Corinthians 8, 21. Paul says, so he speaks about uh, this offering then uh, to the poor in Jerusalem, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Amen. Honorable in the sight of men and in the sight of the Lord, that I have a good co conscience before men. What I shared is from the scripture. It is the true word of God and a good conscience before God. God, I didn't want to manipulate people. I just gave them what I believe. And I gave it maybe with passion, of course, with strength and joy, the power of the Holy Spirit. But God, I have a good passion. I, I felt I just shared what you want me to share inside the frames of the Bible. If you think like this, I believe God will bless and God will provide. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you all.